Hi, this is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandweke.com. And now, here's Dr. Ferdinand with today's message. Hi, my name is Dr. Ferdinand Weke, and I am your host on Living Truth. Welcome to this edition of Living Truth. Now, on Living Truth, we teach the Word of God to build you up and to equip you to live the life that God has ordained for you so that you can maximize your destiny. I coordinate Eternity Ministries and its training arm, which we call Truth Institute. And our goal is to live with eternity in view, to live in this life conscious of the fact that everything does not end in this place. And then to maximize Calvary, to enjoy the fullest benefits of all that Jesus Christ purchased for us on the cross. And to help other people to also enjoy those benefits. And then we also labor to raise other people to do the same. So that, you know, we are not the only ones who are enjoying the benefits of the cross. So that other people can benefit from the price that Jesus paid. Now, Eternity Ministries is not a church. So, my goal... Uh, in living truth is not to make you the member of our church because I don't pastor a church. I'm a teacher and a preacher of God's word. Amen. You're welcome. So today on living truth, um, we are going to be continuing in our series, the kingdom series. And the message for today is titled, when there was no king in Israel, when there was no king in Israel. You see, we've seen the priority of the kingdom of God in our previous uh, editions of Living Truth. There can be nothing more important than the kingdom. Everything else pales into total insignificance in the light of the kingdom of God. That's why Jesus said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything else will be added to you. That's what the Lord Jesus said. And the reason is because once you get the kingdom, you get everything else. Once you get the kingdom, you get everything else. I mean, imagine a king in a kingdom. He does not have to look for anything else in that kingdom because he's the king. He has gotten the kingdom, so everything in the kingdom belongs to him. And that's what Jesus invites us to. So that as we seek and prioritize the kingdom of God, everything else will be added to us. But the way a lot of people are living now, they are seeking plenty other things, hoping that at the end of their life, the kingdom of God will be added to them. Now, in our understanding the kingdom, we have also seen that the kingdom of God is not just a place to where we are going. It is a government that rules over our lives, beginning now, long before we get to heaven. So the kingdom of God is not just going to heaven. Seeking the kingdom is not just going to heaven. It is seeking the king of heaven to be our king here in this life. 
even before we leave this world, so that he's ruling in us. Then when it is time for us to leave this world, because we belong to the king, and because we are already citizens of the kingdom, then we go to heaven. In fact, only those in whom heaven rules will get to heaven. I said only those that already have heaven ruling inside them while they are alive in this world, they are the ones that will get to heaven. So as we continue with this kingdom series, I want you to see that this is the most important thing. And seeking the kingdom is not just going to church because many of us will go to church, but Jesus is not the actual king of our lives that decides what we do, how we live, what we say, who we sleep with, where we go, and the way we spend our money and our resources. Jesus is our savior as we confess him, but for many of us, he is not the king with the final word in our lives, in our daily choices, and in our affairs. And so we see on today's message titled, When There Was No King in Israel. And in this message, we are looking at what is it that happens in a life that does not have a king, that does not have Jesus Christ as king. Now, to understand this, we are going to look at the history of Israel. There was a certain time in Israel when they did not have a king. This was before King Saul and King David and many other kings that they had down the line. And in those days, so I'm going to read um, Judges chapter 17 and verse 6. Judges chapter 17 and verse 6. And interestingly, this scripture appears several times in the book of Judges. It appears in Judges 17 verse 6. It also appears in Judges 18 verse 1. I'm going to be um, uh, reading those very quickly. So in Judges 17 verse 6, we read, In those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. In those days, there was no king in Israel. So what happened? Everyone did what was right in their own eyes. Now, in Judges chapter 18 and verse 1, it says, In those days, there was no king in Israel. In those days, there was no king in Israel. And Judges chapter 19 verse 1, it says, And it came to pass in those days when there was no king in Israel. And then he tells the story of a certain Levite and what happened with him and with his family. And then in the very last verse of the book of Judges, we see the same scripture. The very last verse of the book of Judges, we see the same scripture. It says, In those days there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now, for the Bible to be repeating something this many times tells us that it must be really important to God. It must be really, really important to God for God to be repeating it over and over. So what was God trying to say? He's giving us a history of the things that happened in those days when there was no king in Israel. So he says, back in those days, there was no king in Israel. So what happened? He said, everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Several of the Bible versions, they said, this one said, so all the Israelites did whatever they thought was right. 
Why was that so? Because there was no king. This one says, every man did what was right in his own eyes. And this other version here says, you know, a man simply did whatever he thought was right. You see, you see, I want you to see what's going on here. Because there was no king to tell you what to do and what not to do, the Bible says everybody did whatever they thought was right. And there was no king that can say, hey, you can't do that. No, you should not live like that. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Every man did what was good in his own eyes. In fact, this one said, everyone did whatever he wanted. And then this one said, everyone did whatever he considered right. Why was that so? He says, because there was no king in Israel. And so in the book of Judges, if you look at the book of Judges, you see the kind of things that happened in the land of Israel in those days when there was no king. Bible says, somebody took somebody else's, you know, somebody's wife ran away and was sleeping around and the woman, you know, was playing the prostitute against her husband. The man went to go and bring the woman back and eventually some people, you know, did terrible things to this woman and they say, why did these things happen like that? He said it was because there was no king in Israel. In fact, there was a civil war in Israel. The rest of the tribes of Israel fought against the tribe of Benjamin because there was no king. In those days when there was no king, a man called Micah went and made an idol. And this idol that this man made, can you imagine Micah making an idol when God was already the God of Israel? Why could he do that? Because there was no king. Anybody did whatever he thought was right. So we see from this very instructive scripture that the mark where there is no king is that the people in that place or the person in that place does exactly what he or she considers right in their own eyes. Now, when we bring it to the kingdom of God, when Jesus has not become the king of a person's life, when Jesus is not your king, or even if the person goes to church or the person looks religious, how do we know for sure whether Jesus is king or is not king? The question is, what does the person do? What does such a person do? Is the person doing what is right in the eyes of Jesus or is the person doing what is right in his or her own eyes? That's the main question. I want to ask you, what do you do? Do you do things that are right in your own eyes? Imagine now that you have a contract, you are looking for a job and it is right in your own eyes maybe to bribe some people and then you get the job. You didn't ask what is right in the eyes of my king. So a woman sleeps with whoever she wants to. If a man comes and says, hi baby, I want you to be my boyfriend. She says, okay, but how much are you going to give me? Then they begin this relationship without reference to the king how could they do that because that's what is right in their own eyes that's what is good you know we could even do what is good in the eyes of people in the eyes of society or in our own eyes but the real question is is it right in the eyes of a king of our king now you see a man that is slapping and beating his wife why is he doing that it's because that's what is right in his own eyes that's what tells him according to him that's how he will solve the problem and change change his wife you see children you know doing what is right in their own eyes when you sit in front of the television what are you watching that thing that you are watching either on the television or on your phone is it right in the eyes of the king or is it right in your own eyes 
You see, even in our speech, when people offend us, how do you reply? You reply what is right in your own eyes. If you feel like say, you know, insulting the person and giving him a piece of your mind, like they say, you give it to him because that is what is right in your own eyes. And you are not asking what is right in the eyes of the king. So you see why the Lord Jesus Christ says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, but you will not do what I'm saying. So you see, you cannot call someone a king and then do what is right in your own eyes. Why is that so? Because the king must have absolute priority. The king must always take precedence. He comes first. When Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, the first part of seeking the kingdom is to seek the king. Because in a kingdom, the king is the most important person. So in seeking the kingdom, we want to seek the king to be Lord in our lives. We want him to rule over us. You see, if Jesus does not rule over us on earth, we cannot end up in heaven when our life on earth is over. Only citizens of the kingdom of heaven will go to heaven. So the only way to go to heaven is to allow Jesus to be king in our hearts. But for that to happen, we have to renounce what is right in our own eyes. You see, if what is right in our own eyes, the way we see things, you know, we use our head, we calculate, we review the situation, and we say, well, okay, I'm going to do this, I'm not going to do that, I'm going to go here, I'm not going to go there, I'm going to watch this, I'm not going to watch that, I'm going to buy this, I'm not going to buy that, I will use my money for this. You see, many of us are making these decisions independent of our king. The kingdom of God is not just a future possibility, you know, somewhere we will go to after we have died, after we have left this world. No, 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 no. The kingdom of God is the government of God that is ruling over us right now as we live and walk on planet earth. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ says, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, so that they are going to say, hey, look at the kingdom there, or see the kingdom there. He said, because the kingdom of God is within you. The kingdom of God is the government of God ruling inside us, preparing us for the final destination, which is the territory where God rules, so that we can go to God's headquarters, which is heaven, where his throne is. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ. So, you see that when there was no king in Israel, everybody did what was right in their own eyes. That is the primary mark of a life that does not have a king. But there is hope. The reason there is hope is because we can repent. So, you now see why when John the Baptist came preaching the kingdom of God, he said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And when Jesus came preaching, he repeated exactly the same message. He said, repent because the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Why do we have to repent? Because now that a king is going to arrive, we cannot continue to do what is right in our own eyes. We are now going to repent of doing what is right in our own eyes so that we can receive the king that will tell us what to do and that will guide us you know into the way of peace and in the path of blessedness and when the king now takes over the king takes over our assets 
and our liabilities. The king takes over all that concerns us. And that's why the blessings of his government, the blessings of his rule can now manifest in our lives because the king is in charge. Now, don't go away because when we come back, uh, you know, after this short break, we are now going to look further at how the blessings of the king can manifest in our lives once we receive him as king and we stop doing what is right in our own eyes. Stay with me on today's edition of Living Truth. I'll be back after this short announcement. <laughs> Hi. This is Living Truth with Dr. Ferdinand Uweke, coordinator of Eternity Ministries. Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. The freedom you experience is tied to the truth that you know. On Living Truth, you will encounter God's truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Living Truth is life-changing truth, holistic truth, balanced truth. For books and messages from Dr. Ferdinand and Eternity Ministries, visit our website www.eternityministries.org and www.fednanweke.com Dr. Ferdinand will be back after this short break. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brace up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Large Banquet Hall, Pineal Apartment, 171 Ademola Adetokumbo Crescent, Wusetu, Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Ako Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081-066-06076 or email ferdinand.mweke at gmail.com. Welcome back. Um, Before the break, we're looking at, you know, the fact that the, the clearest indication of whether the king has arrived is... What do we do? Are we doing what is right in our own eyes or we are doing what is right in the sight of the king himself? And you remember that scripture that appeared many, many times in the book of Judges, Judges chapter 17 and verse 6, Judges chapter 18 verse 1, Judges chapter 19 verse 1, and then Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, he said, in those days, there was no king in israel so everyone did what was right in his own eyes see it's not surprising that if there is imagine that in nigeria for instance or in your country there there is no government there is no governor there is no president and there is no 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 legislators no law everybody will do what is right in their own eyes in the same way at that particular time in the history of Israel, the Bible says there was no king. King Saul had not arrived. King David or King Solomon, they had not come. So what happened? Everybody did what was right in their own eyes. Whatever anybody thought was right, that was what they did. That was how they solved their problems. That was how they lived their lives. And if we live like that, it is proof. 
proof that we don't have a king in our life. Now, here is a very, very important point about this matter is that it says in those days, in those days. You see, for a child of God, a genuine child of God, there is a very clean break between those days and these days. Those days and these days. In fact, in the book of Ephesians, the Bible says, remember that in time past, in time past, in those days, you were separated from God. You were children of darkness. You were, you were. Notice the past tense. That's what they were in those days. Then he says, but now, now, you have been reconciled to God. You have become a member of the family of God. So, the point here is that Every genuine believer must have those days and these days. That's what the Bible meant when he says, when a man is in Christ, when a woman is in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away and now all things have become new. So the real question is, have all things passed away in your life, my dear uh, friend and my dear listener? Have all things passed away? Or are you still living in those days? Like in those days when there was no king and doing whatever is right in your own eyes. There's a very important principle from this scripture that I don't want you to miss. You see, when we do what is right in our own eyes, we are using our heads and our own personal resources to make decisions. We, so our decisions and what we do are limited by our wisdom. You see, if, I, if a, a, a seven-year-old child does what is right in his own eyes, you see, he's with seven-year-old wisdom that is doing it. And if a 50-year-old man does what is right in his own eyes, it is with his 50 years of wisdom and experience that is making that decision. So automatically, when we live according to what is right in our own eyes, we limit ourselves. We limit ourselves to our own abilities. But when we, when we are transformed and we receive the king and do what is right in the sight of the king we connect with the wisdom of the king exactly that's exactly how the blessings of god begin to come you see when we repent of doing what is right in our own eyes we connect with the wisdom of god we connect with the power of god because what we are doing is not a matter of whether it is right in our own eyes we are doing what the king said so the power of the king will back us up the king will release resources to support us why is that so because we are not doing our will we are doing the will of the king we are doing what the king desires now the other trouble for us is that every time we do our will we face the consequences of what we are doing see many of the choices that we make we suffer why is that so because we made it subject to the limit of our ignorance but when the king takes over we are delivered from our dangerous choices and we can now receive the blessings and the benefit that only the king can give. There's a scripture in uh, Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 3. It's a powerful scripture that tells us what happens when we do what is right in our own eyes. So here he says, By his foolish behavior, a man's ways are turned upside down, and then his heart is bitter against the Lord. This is Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 3. It says, The foolishness of a man subverts his way 
it ruins his affairs. Then his heart is resentful and frets against the Lord. You see what the scripture is saying here? He's serious. He says, he says, the foolishness of a man will bring his way to ruin and then his heart rages against the Lord. So what is going on here is that when we make these dangerous mistakes, the good news Bible here says some people ruin themselves by their own stupid actions and then they blame the Lord. You see, when we do what is right in our own eyes and we make these dangerous choices that destroy our lives. So what do we now do? We turn around and blame God. Say, where was God when this was happening? How could God allow this to happen to me? But we never consulted him. We never asked his opinion. We just we, we used our head and calculated and made a choice and made a decision. And then we did whatever we wanted to do. Now, when the consequences and the results start coming, then we say, how could God allow this to happen to me? How, where was God when this was happening? After all, I was this. I was doing this. We were doing those things that we did in maybe in our church or those good things that we did. You see, when you do what is right in your own eyes, some will be right, some will be wrong. Because, again, it's limited by our wisdom. So what do we do? If we don't want to ruin our lives by our own stupid actions and to turn our life upside down by our wrong choices and then start blaming God. Look, the, the message version said, people ruin their lives by their own stupidity. So why does God always get blamed? It's our own choices. In fact, the Bible says all of us like sheep. What has happened? We have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. How does a sheep go astray? By going his own way. By going where it is right for the sheep in the sheep's eye for the sheep to go. Not by following the shepherd. No sheep ever went astray following the shepherd. No sheep ever went astray following the shepherd. And so, what does God call us to do? Don't forget, we are looking at the kingdom series. What does God now call us to do? Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And everything else will be added to you. So, in seeking the kingdom, we receive the king as our king. We repent of our ways. We repent of our own choices we repent of doing what is right in our own eyes and we invite the king to come into our spirit come into our hearts as king of our lives when we do that the king takes over and like i said earlier the king takes over both assets and liabilities he will take over everything that concerns us and then the full benefits the full blessings of his government begin to manifest in our lives i would like to give you an opportunity to make jesus your king to repent of doing what is right in your own eyes and to allow him to heal you from the choices and the consequences of what has happened to you in the past and i want you to know you are going to have a brand new life you will have in those days and you will have these days all things will pass away in your life and everything will become new would you like to pray this prayer with me wherever you are, right in the car, in your house, in the office? Just pray this prayer with me with all of your heart and night will change tongue today. You will become a new creature. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I believe that God sent you to save me. I confess that you are Lord, that you are the Son of God. Jesus Christ, come into my heart as my Lord and my Savior. 
save me Jesus from today I receive you as my king now and all the days of my life and when life is over receive me into your everlasting kingdom thank you Jesus for saving me in Jesus name amen amen now if you pray that prayer I believe that God has done a great miracle in your life Jesus has now come in as your Lord and your Savior and you are going to experience the full benefits of his government over your life I want to pray those benefits into your life now father in the name of Jesus any sickness in my listeners body I rebuke that sickness every need Jesus now that you are king supply this need and attend to every matter that requires attention in their lives and give a testimony to my listener today in Jesus name amen 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 Thank you for being with me on today's uh, broadcast of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains will become. This is your host, Dr. Ferdinand Mweke, thanking you for being with us and uh, encouraging you to tune in again for the next edition of Living Truth. God bless you. Join Dr. Ferdinand and other servants of God for Living Truth Life every last Sunday of the month. Brace up for life-changing teachings, prayers, and ministrations. Dr. Ferdinand is not a church pastor, but a teacher of God's Word. You will be nourished with the Word and equipped to maximize your destiny. Venue, Large Banquet Hall, Pineal Apartment, 171 Ademola Adetokumbo Crescent, Wuse 2 Abuja. Time is 4 p.m. For books, CDs, and other materials, visit our office at Block 13, Flat 2, Spring Valley Estate, opposite Arco Estate, Airport Road, Abuja. Listen to Dr. Ferdinand online at our website, www.eternityministries.org. That is, www.eternityministries.org. Or call 081-066-06076. That is, 081-066-06076. Dr. Ferdinand welcomes your partnership to help spread the solid truth of God's word and to keep living truth on the air. Call now 081-066-06076 or email ferdinand.mweke at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us on Living Truth today. We believe you've been blessed. Connect with Dr. Ferdinand on Facebook, facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. That is facebook.com slash drferdinandwicked. Or call 0808-793-5270. That is 0808-793-5270. Or visit our website, www.eternityministries.org and www.ferdinandwicked.com for more resources and to sign up to our Living Truth Podcast. Until next week when we bring to you another edition of Living Truth. Don't forget, the bigger God gets in your eyes, the tinier your mountains become. And your power shone.